Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, March 10th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The Battlehawks return to the Dome Sunday in another attempt to make pro football a lasting success in St. Louis. No other city has a story like us around the love affair with football. No other city has lost two teams. No, lost three teams. We'll explore what the rebirth of the XFL means to St. Louis fans and if the league can stick around in just a few minutes. People experiencing homelessness and staying at the Laclede's Landing Encampment are being forced to move out today. That's after recently receiving an eviction notice from St. Louis. As St. Louis Public Radio's Brittany Cordero reports, many feel unprepared to leave. Trina Scott has been living at the riverfront encampment behind the President's Casino in downtown St. Louis, off and on for three years. Scott's not sure where she is going to live after today. She worries for her friends that have mental health issues. She says outreach personnel from the Department of Human Services could do more. We've not had no help down here for real, except for outreach and there's a few church groups that come and I thank you guys to the fullest. But the the, the, the help that they need is not around. The mayor's office posted the eviction notice last week, giving the residents a week to move out. I'm Brittany Cordera, St. Louis Public Radio. The top trial attorney in the St. Louis Circuit Attorney's Office is leaving. Marvin Teer worked on high-profile cases and trained younger attorneys in Kim Gardner's office since coming out of retirement in 2021. The Post-Dispatch reports he's stepping down to spend more time with his family. Teer's departure comes as pressure mounts on Gardner. Missouri's attorney general is trying to remove her from office. Legislation in Jefferson City would allow the governor to appoint a special prosecutor in violent crime cases. A group has submitted plans with the Secretary of State's office for a ballot initiative to legalize abortion in Missouri. Missourians for Constitutional Freedom submitted 11 proposals to Jay Ashcroft's office. They essentially repeal Missouri's ban on most abortions. Sam Lee is with Campaign Life Missouri. He says Missourians may balk at how expensive abortion access would be if the proposals pass. And um, unless this group can raise lots of money, by lots of money I'm talking about millions and millions of dollars, I don't see how any of these would be approved by the voters. But, you know, it's up to the voters to decide ultimately. Missouri banned most abortions last year after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Both chambers of the Missouri legislature are on a break. Members return March 20th. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, many of the bills passed by the Republican supermajority in the House have not received much Democratic support. As the 2023 session hits the halfway mark, House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid commended House leadership on how they've conducted the session so far, mentioning only a few big hiccups. However, Quaid, along with House Democrats, didn't have nice things to say about the bills that the House has passed. Some of those are one that strips power away from St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner, another placing St. Louis's police department under a state-appointed board, and a bill establishing open school enrollment. Quaid criticized those bills. In the first half of session alone, they've prioritized stripping the power of voters to use the initiative petition process, dismantling the political power of black communities, and attacking public schools and their teachers. All of those bills await further action from the Missouri Senate, with hearings already conducted on a few. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio.
The number of visitors at Gateway Arch National Park is increasing, but still below pre-pandemic levels. The National Park Service reports a roughly 40 percent jump last year compared to 2021. That's still lower than before the COVID-19 outbreak. Gateway Arch Park Foundation Executive Director Ryan McClure expects more visitors this year. We have some great signs already of increased visitation just this year. In January, there was the highest tram visitation in 17 years. We hope to continue on that trend as we have spring break coming up and then the summer tourism season. McClure says word is still spreading about improvements at the park and a major renovation before the pandemic. Some community colleges across the St. Louis region are gearing up to expand educational programs for advanced manufacturing. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmid reports it's part of a $25 million federal Build Back Better grant the region won six months ago. The grant helps build a few new training facilities around the region and the expansion of advanced manufacturing curriculum at local community colleges. Robert Tebby is the Chief Enrollment, Development, and Institutional Planning Officer at Southwestern Illinois College. The mindset is we were good before, but this is going to allow us to be better. And it allows us, with the equipment, with the Build Back Better, we can teach at a, at a higher level as well. Tebby says SWIC will be able to offer more sophisticated courses around robotics, automated manufacturing, and metal He says the college has courses in Granite City, but will have more offerings when its Advanced Manufacturing Training Academy is finished in Belleville. Tebby says that facility should open in fall 2024 or spring 2025. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. Professional football returns to St. Louis this weekend. The XFL's Battle Hawks will be at the Dome to play the Arlington, Texas Renegades. It's the second go-around for the team. Momentum surrounding the first version came to a sudden halt because of the pandemic. Now, many football fans in St. Louis are excited about the rebirth of the Battle Hawks. The battle cry is back. The phrase caca emerged with the original Battle Hawks in 2020, and Lois Linton was one of the team's most vocal supporters. Well, I love football. I'm a football fanatic, have been all my life. And after a three-year break, the enthusiasm of the fan, affectionately known as Mother Hawk, has not wavered. I'm very excited. I don't think there's going to be anything else that's going to interrupt it. And if we have another situation like they did with this COVID stuff, I don't think people are going to pay attention to it. Linton was among the hundreds of fans who came out on a recent Saturday to meet some players and celebrate another return of pro football to St. Louis. Nick Forstman was also in that sea of football fanatics at the Armory. The St. Louis resident is ready to support the team again. Pride for my city. I was there on the first home game. I was listening to everyone. I was even joining its chants about bad word against Dan Kroenke. Many area football fans like Forstman are still feeling the sting of the National Football League bolting from St. Louis. Rams owner Stan Kroenke decided to move the franchise back to Los Angeles in 2016. Proving that St. Louis is a football town despite the Rams fiasco is also a matter of civic pride for Brandon Williams. The St. Louis native played high school at Hazelwood East. He also played professionally for the Rams. He left an executive job at Anheuser-Busch to roll the dice on the newest version of the XFL as the Battlehawks' vice president of business and event operations. 
No other city has a story like us around the love affair with football. No other city has lost two teams. No, lost three teams. If you are keeping score, St. Louis has lost the NFL's Cardinals and Rams, along with the first version of the XFL's Battlehawks. Williams has spent months gathering corporate support for Battlehawks 2.0. He also says fan engagement is vital. We can show that, look, the fans had a great time and a great year, and we played at minimum 10 games. That's what I deem a success. A long-lasting spring football league in the U.S. has eluded players, coaches, fans, and investors for decades. There are high hopes for this go-around, especially with prominent football player-turned-pro-wrestler-turned-actor Dwayne The Rock Johnson as one of the owners of the entire league. But some say that raises a key concern. The Rock can't be all places at all times. Washington University Sports Business Program Director Patrick Risch. So the cachet of his energy and his resources with some of his partners, that's great to get things started, but what are you going to do to make the product uh, uh, sellable in those communities? Rich adds the XFL is competing with another reborn league. The new version of the USFL starts its second season in a few weeks, and Rich wonders if both will eventually have to join for spring football to survive. Maybe the next couple of years we see which markets in these two leagues are the most successful, and then if there is a merger, you see the best performing markets from the two leagues fusing into one. St. Louis could be in a good position to survive any potential merger. It led the league in attendance for its two games in 2020, averaging nearly 30,000 fans. The team is opening another level of the Dome on Sunday after what it describes as overwhelming demand. This year's Battlehawks have also been a success on the field, winning two of their first three games away from St. Louis, including a last-second field goal for a victory in Seattle. Got the win! St. Louis! Football fans throughout the region are hoping the team keeps that never-say-die attitude when it hits the field on Sunday. A big thanks to Jonathan All for editing that report. Before wrapping up, happy birthday, Mom. It's one of those milestone birthdays, so figured I'd better mention it, and it also gives me a chance to break out the Beatles. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Our theme music is by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.